Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Good Orderly Direction, Practical Tools of the Bible. We are continuing to talk about Abram and Lot and the book of Genesis. Today, we're talking about Genesis 14. I'm your host, Dr. Donnelly Snipes. So we remember from the last couple of videos that Abram was commissioned by God. He went to Egypt. He deceived the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh kicked him out. Abram, Lot, and, and his family all left and moved on. Abram and Lot parted ways because their herds were too large to be supported, all crammed in on the same in the same area. They needed more resources. And that's where we are now. So sometime later, and honestly, I did not dig in to try to figure out whether this was months or years or whatever, but sometime later, several kings decided to try to overthrow Sodom and Gomorrah, which is where Lot had gone. Now, Sodom and Gomorrah was populated by Canaanites, and Canaanites were not... Um, in sync, if you will, with the beliefs of Abram and Lot. But Lot went there anyway. During this invasion, Lot was taken prisoner by the invaders. Abram heard of this and immediately sprung to action, rescuing Lot, everyone else, and the spoils. Now this is important because even though Lot had joined up with the Canaanites, we don't know how much he was associating with them, but he was living with them. And was being exposed to them and possibly some of their teachings and their beliefs were rubbing off on him. So this could have been a really dangerous situation. But even though Lot had joined this group that Abram didn't approve of, Abram was ready to show compassion and earnestness if or when needed. And what do I mean by earnestness? Earnestness is that dedication, that follow through. When you say you're going to do something, you do it. And Abram was uh, committed to being there for his kinsfolk. He was committed to being earnest in his protection of his clan. Think about who has done this for you. If you've made choices they didn't necessarily approve of, but they were like, you know what? If you truly need my help, I'm going to be there for you. I, I don't like the choice that you're making, but I love you. And that's really what Abram was saying to Lot. And I talk a lot, again, on, on the Doc Snipes channel about the difference between disapproving of a behavior that a person does and disapproving of a person. And generally, people are lovable. They may make poor choices, but people are lovable. When have you done this for others? When other people have said, you know, I'm going to do this. I don't care if you don't like it. Or I'm going to associate with these people that I know that you don't agree with. When have you said, that's fine. I love you. I will be there for you if you need me. I'm not going to be a part of that. But I will be there for you. And finally, how does God do this for us? And when we're thinking about that, thinking about the ways we associate with other people that... God may not like, but he says, you know what? If you come back to me, if you truly need me, um, you know, come back, ask for help. Now, of course, Lot couldn't ask for help right now because he was a prisoner, but it shows that earnestness and that love for one another. 
Now, when we talk about good orderly direction, the same thing is true. When you form a, a community or a system of friends based on good orderly direction, they are there for you. They love you. They support you. They may not support every choice you make. They may not want to be part of some of the things that you do. However, think about when you have this supportive system that is respectful of you, you know, they are respect your right to choose. How wonderful is that? So how can good orderly direction help us create a community that loves us, even if they don't agree with every choice that, that we make? There was also probably an element of prudence on Abram's part in order to protect himself. Because if these kings overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, then that would give them more people, more resources, more power, and his people might be next. So my guess is it wasn't wholly selfless, but he didn't question. He said, my, my kinsman is in trouble. I'm going to be there. After Abram returned from defeating the invaders, the king of Sodom met with them, blessed him, and told him to take all of the spoils from the event. He's like, I am so grateful. We were losing our butts here, and you really helped us out. You helped us, saved us from being overthrown and possibly thrown into slavery or, or annihilated. So we're, we're very grateful. Abram re replied to him, I've promised God that I will not take anything that belongs to you. So you can never say I made Abram rich. I will take nothing except what my servants have eaten. Now he had 300 and I think it was 318 of his servants that w went with him to fight this battle. And he was grateful. He didn't pay the king of Sodom back for, for the, um, for the food that they had eaten. But he said, I don't want anything from you. Now, on the surface, that may sound kind of ugly, but when we dig down into it and we think, what was his motivation for doing this? It becomes a little more clear. Abram is showing his actions were motivated by righteousness, not greed or power. I did this because it was the right thing to do. My kinsman was in trouble and I sprang to help him. You know, if Lot wouldn't have been there, chances of Abram interfering were probably slim to none. But Lot was there and it was the right thing to do. Again, we can do the right thing, even if it means helping somebody that we disagree with or our enemies. Sometimes we've got to band together and say, you know what, I really don't like what you're doing, but... I dislike what they're doing even more. So let's band together, let's get rid of this threat, and then we can go our separate ways. Um, there, there's a saying, um, the, the enemy of my enemy uh, is my friend. And we want to make sure that we pay attention to our alliances. We don't necessarily have to like somebody to form an alliance with them to accomplish a goal. It doesn't mean we're going to be BFFs. Sodom and Gomorrah were Canaanites and Abram did not want to show any evidence of friendship or alignment with them. He didn't want to have anybody have the mistaken impression that he was going to start aligning with the Canaanites. So he said, you know what? 
I don't want anybody to say that we have something going on here so I don't want anything from you I did what I did because it was the right thing this is his way of setting healthy boundaries saying we don't have to have the same beliefs and won't be friends but I respect your right to choose and we hear this message again interestingly enough in Matthew 10 11 through 13 where Jesus is telling the disciples go into these communities and evaluate the community and if it's a welcoming community stay there if it is not a welcoming community then shake the dust off your feet and move on don't hold on to um, anger and resentment don't try to change them that's that's not a good use of your energy and so Abram's really telling uh, Sodom and Gomorrah at this point this is I'm setting my boundaries and I'm not going to try to change you and make you believe in my God but as, out of respect for my God I am also not going to align with you so I'm setting this boundary Abram may also recognize that he's been blessed with enough wealth and Sodom and Gomorrah will need the supplies to rebuild I mean their their town the city was annihilated and attacked by these people so it was a compassionate thing to do not only was was it the right thing to do but it was the compassionate thing to do to say you know what we don't need all these spoils you're probably going to need stuff to survive the final interesting thing in this interaction and in, in scripture it's really only a few paragraphs you would think that it's this long story but it's not uh, in this final uh, statement Abram specifically accepts the portion that the Amorites um Aner, Eshkol and Mamre I probably butchered those names sorry but the three Amorites who had assisted him in the siege um, he, he explicitly said whatever spoils they earned they can keep uh, the Amorites were not part of his clan and he respected them enough not to speak for them he said what goes on between them and you is between you guys I'm out the stories of Abram and Lot and um, teach us a lot about respect for one another and ways to create community and setting healthy boundaries and there's lots that we can learn from those stories if we just kind of dig in and look at some of the underlying themes